Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles, the international phase. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, knowing on zone, tired Van Helsink, right here from Drakett, Massachusetts. With me, all the way in the land of the golden whales, is the gold standard in ghost hunting and... Ghost hunter, extraordinaire, Mr. Stevie Parsons. You are tired. What's up? I don't know. What, why are you so tired? What are you been up to now? So anyways, uh, you just got back from Ireland, which is always a good time, I guess. Always a good time to be back from Ireland. Uh, well, <laughs> that sounded wrong. Uh, it's always good to go to Ireland, but it's always nice to be home again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you go to Ireland, is there a difference in the atmosphere, just curiously speaking, when you walk into an Irish castle versus, a, like, a Wales castle or a UK uh, castle? None that I can discern, but then perhaps you're asking the wrong person. Perhaps you're actually No, asking. I'm asking you, because you uh, you have well, opinions I... like everyone else. Even though you're such non-committal most of the time, I, <laughs> I assume that you do have feelings, but, you know, I really don't I know. have feelings, and you've heard them many times. But yeah, no, sure there, is, there is no... Dis- I can't discern any difference. In okay. fact... In fact, I would say the opposite is true because the part of Ireland uh, where I visit regularly, the southeast of Ireland, uh, County Wexford um, and County Waterford predominantly, are directly opposite where I live in West Wales, so about 30 miles, and have a very long history going way over a thousand years, probably longer, uh, where they've been um, interconnected. They have a, a lot of shared history. Uh, a lot of the castles in Wales, were, uh, in, in Ireland, uh, in that part of the Republic, were built by um, the landowners from West Wales, from here. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but whatever. Well, there are uh, lots of similarities. So the architecture is similar, the landscape similar. I mean, I'm uh, sure you've gone to places where you've, you've walked in and you felt good, and you walked into other places and you've been apprehensive. I mean... Uh, have you, or you know? know. And I'm, I'm not just talking about hauntings. I'm talking life in general. But I, maybe you have no life. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, 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 the Irish are a friendly, friendly lot. Uh, okay. I've always got on well with them. Um, they are uh, great hosts. Uh, they, they uh, are always welcoming to their guests, and um, and they bring cake. What more could you there want? There you go. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you, you. I'm it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic you've given, country. You've given tons of talks and everything else, and I as well in presentations. And sometimes you walk in and and you can feel a, a difference in the audience than oh, other times, right? Uh, well, yeah. Um, yes or no? I mean, I don't know. Y- yes, for certain. Um, there are there are regional differences um, in throughout the United Kingdom and including the Republic of Ireland. I would say that. Um, Wherever you go, regardless, um, 
I've never met a, a, a disinterested or, or hostile crowd, but I would say that the Irish, the Celtic nations, the Irish and the Welsh um, and, the, and the Scots are, they, I think they're better at hospitality uh, than the English. Um, mm. I think it, I think it's more within the, the their culture to be welcoming. The English, it, there are regional differences within England too. Uh, if you go to the northwest where I'm from, uh, Merseyside, around Liverpool, Manchester, again the people there tend to be very open, very welcoming, and very, very direct. I mean, if you've offended them, they'll let you know. Uh, but if you go to the south east, uh, the southeast, so around London, um, I think the people there are a little more reserved. And perhaps a little less directly warm than okay. the, the northerners. So it's a different feeling when you walk into a room. Um, well, no, that would be that would be too stronger too strong a word because the people who have obviously come to wherever I am have a shared interest, a shared. I, I don't uh, know why you keep going back to that. You you just you. Just I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm I mean, not. If I'm answering either, the question directly. Either, I'm not a politician. I'm answering the no, question well, directly. You're, you know, you seem like you are. You're just giving me a bunch of crap about history and stuff. You're not really asking answering the question. I am just, answering the question. It's just the people like I've I have never run been into at, someone. You, I have never. Been, to, I, I have never been to, to any talk or conference where I felt unwelcome or. I am not I, asking you that. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Haven't you met somebody? And I know you have. You <laughs> walked into them and you said, you know, I, I haven't. You know, I, I. You know, that wasn't strange or, or whatever. I know you have done that before. I, I don't understand. Why you can't convey this into words? I know maybe it's too difficult for the English. I'm sorry, you're lo- you're losing me. Go go start again. Okay, I don't know. It's I don't think it's worth doing after all this. <laughs> okay, because you've completely lost me now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're talking, I mean, individually, there are people who I you know I meet and I I really you know wouldn't count them in my social circle. Uh, there you go. You know, there are people who. Appear to be friendly and they're not. There are people who who will you know happily talk to your face and stab you in the back at the same time. Right, but can't but, you read, read people without I'm having hopeless interaction with? I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless at the social interaction side of it. I couldn't. I couldn't read a person. I just. Well, that's. <sighs> You can that's, do cold, that's, cold readings. I know you can do cold readings. I know I can do cold anything. readings, but when it comes down to uh, all right, so let's get away from the life, Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm just answering the question then. Well, no, it's kind of like it's well, gone now. Anyway, all right, much Why, who, does it? Does this mean you've been falling out with somebody again? No, it has nothing to do with me. It was okay. all about well, you. Well, what do you think? I I haven't fallen out with anybody. That's a good thing. So, but, uh, anyways. Well, not to the best of my knowledge today yet. So you it's were in uh, Ireland doing uh, um, yeah. ghostology or something or other. And um, ghostology too, actually. So, I mean, that was uh, an interesting... Uh, uh, when you... I guess I'm trying to find out. How, how was it accepted? Was it... It went down very well. I mean, people always find it tiring because... Um, Unlike other courses uh, that might cost more, uh, I don't believe I don't I don't believe that you can you can deliver the right content of information in a mere uh, six hours. Um, so the two 
Ghostology has to, out of necessity, be split into two components, one and two, simply because of the sheer quantity of information, of which about six hours is an interactive, sort of theoretical, classroom, more sort of, uh, I wouldn't say classroom, that's the wrong word, but a desk-based exercise, followed by an equal time given over to putting those ideas into practice during a uh, training, a practice investigation. Um, and then ghostology too is is the same, um, but it, it develops the ideas from uh, the ghostology one modules. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and um, people do. I mean, it's a, it's around about a twelve a twelve to fourteen hour day uh, if you allow oh. for the for the the gap in the middle where people go off and get fed, and. Um, People do find it tiring, but people find it exhilarating. We've never found anybody, um, you know, wanting to slope off early. In fact, the opposite has been the case with the Irish ones. Um, people, we have to sort of throw them out at the end of the course because they just oh, won't good. go home. They, because they've got, we have, we, we develop with the locations, um, courtesy of Wexford Paranormal. Um, we've been able to develop a very good relationship with the locations who have been. Essentially, we, we have a, a, a no-end policy. Uh, we don't have to finish at any particular time. Um, and so that does give us the flexibility to continue on should you know, the demand be there. We can, we can be flexible with the end times. And we always, always overrun, and that's always down to, down to the demand from those taking the course that they want longer you know, to, to uh, be inside the location and to practice their skills and to investigate the location. I see, I see. Now, um, when you're talking uh, about, I guess, mm, you know, your first one was more about uh, critical thinking and witness stuff and everything. Did they do an investigation as part of that? Yes, they do, because the the critical thinking and interviewing really covers the part of, uh, it's one of the modules, but it covers the part that in the preliminary, the lead-up to the actual investigation. But a substantial part of Ghostology 1 actually looks at the critical thinking processes and the basic techniques that are applied to the actual investigation process. So long before the equipment is deployed, it's the why are you there, what are you looking for, um, the uh, the ability to write coherent notes and... Uh, document your own experiences and also to examine your own experiences you know often people just uh, go along and they the, their experience of a ghost investigation might be to go to the, the box of gadgets grab something and wander around the building or to gather around a, a seance type experiment a table tip or a ouija board and participate and they don't really consider or very rarely seem to consider the implications of what they're doing, what that means, what their own thoughts of, on it are, uh, how it, how the experience is interacting with them and how they're interacting with the experience. Because when they're in these situations, of course, they are part of the situation. In addition to them, uh, an investigation process is not somebody standing on the outside uh, examining the scene through, for, through, for uh, example, a window. Uh, they, you know, they are they are actually part of the process, and when when they have an experience or when one of their 
their, their group or, or team has any experience, it directly affects those those you know every individual as participants. Even if you know they were in a different part of the building and hear about it later, it will change their 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 expectations. It will change their own approach. Um, it will make them you know. It, so it, they have to consider all those aspects too. And one of the I mean one of the key things about Ghostology one is they're just learning to sit in the dark uh, or in the light, however however it's uh, it's required to be done, and just document your own thoughts and impressions without the interference of, of banks of equipment and recorders and uh, all of the other technology that we, we tend to hide behind or take with us on ghost investigations these days. And once they've done those basic steps, uh, once they've learnt to deal with the human aspect of their investigations, then then you can start to, I believe, you can start to add the instrumentation in a in a in a way that is complementary, uh, rather than um, in a way that takes over the investigation process. Okay. Now, were there any uh, results discussed at the end of the evening, or, or how does that work? Oh yeah, at the end of each um, at, at the end of each investigation period, uh, that. The, uh, I should just rewind and say that the, the, the participants divide themselves into groups and they develop their own investigation so they will uh, work out for themselves their own team leaders which parts of the location they're going to and how they will actually conduct the investigation that's, that's uh, hopefully left to them um, then at the end of the night uh, as uh, clients um, they present the the their investigation process and findings to myself, uh, to other members uh, of the group, to their peers who were there, and face questions. Um, so it, it's only a very short, you know, well, I mean, obviously it's, it could be quite late at night, but they are expected to, to justify what they did and why they did it, why they made certain decisions, why they chose to go to certain locations in preference to others. How long did they go for? What did they do when they got there? What did they find? Uh, what do those findings represent? Mm -hmm. Interesting. And so when you went through uh, Ghostology 1, of course, in order to do Ghostology 2, you had to complete Ghostology 1 according to our conversation. So once again, after they learned the equipment or whatever, was there a change in the results uh, from Ghostology 1 to Ghostology 2 about the location? Um, not between the two courses, but, uh, but certainly in what was, what was um, brought to my attention. I, I'd observed it, but it was others uh, from... Uh, and we, we'll, we'll be having Michael as a guest in the near future, but Michael from uh, Works of Paranormal, who had been present over the, the seven months that the, ghost, the various Ghostology courses have been running in Ireland... Um, had also noticed a marked change in the participants, the, um, in their approach, their whole approach to the way that they were conducting investigations and the way that they were thinking about what they were doing and thinking about what they were, uh, what what the what they, their findings meant. Um, and I think that was perhaps the most rewarding part of it because we were taking people who were sceptical, we were taking people who were believers, people who. Uh, had psychic abilities, people who were just merely interested. And we were watching uh, 
it, it was a very subtle pro, uh, change at first, but then uh, towards the end, towards the, the, the end of Ghostology 2, when they were de- developing their own investigation and working out what they needed to do and how they needed to uh, uh, to go about it, and also um, how they were me- just talking about the processes between themselves and the breaks, uh, there was a noticeable difference. And I'm not talking about people were not critical or sceptical, but people were more questioning of experiences. People were more uh, precise about the way that they were dealing with their experiences. Mm-hmm. So it did have an effect, and that for me was the, uh, the most rewarding part of it, to, to realise that that people were, were, were benefiting. And also the feedback from the participants themselves um, was overall positive. Uh, the, the only negative being, of course, that they were all very tired the following day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, are there any more Ghostology? Is there a Ghostology 3 coming up? Or? No, no, there will never be Ghostology 3. I don't think there's any need to, uh, need to continue to develop the idea in that respect, but there are certainly more Ghostology 1s uh, and 2s planned. Uh, there is one more series to complete in Ireland in order to pick up the stragglers who, for different reasons, couldn't make the various dates that were on, on offer in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and there are also uh, plans for ghostology uh, events, uh, ghostology course dates uh, throughout the UK as well. Um, oh, excellent! Starting starting in the spring, and perhaps even perhaps even North America too. Who knows? Oh, good. Okay. So I mean that's all interesting stuff, but uh, it is, and it's all about me. But you've got some nice. Oh, you you know? Do you remember last week's show and uh, just call me Mister Ed? No, don't remember. Or whatever, or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. The, tech, the tech. Yeah. It's, ava- it's available here in the UK under a different name. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I found it. Yes, I'm very tempted. Um, it's the MF1 device, mm-hmm. uh, which apparently is exclusive to the UK. Um, I don't there think you go. One. Yeah. Uh, but is an ED1 with a, a different badge. It's a... Apart from the name, apart from the MF1 and the ED1, just call me Eddie or just call me Miffy, it's exactly the same device. It even uses the same promotional video. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. so but you've you, but you've been doing these techie nights, haven't you? Which yeah, but unfortunately... Because you know the, I have a love for tech. The ED1 did not come, so we've switched... No! We switched our thing, and we're now going to be looking at uh, some tag, weather tag that some guy from the UK gave me and uh, also Can't another believe. other temperature tag that, that came in. And also the one didn't come. And also my, we'll be my looking MF1 at, will be here tomorrow. <laughs> and we'll be looking at the uh, PSB eleven, uh, which of course is the do channel spirit box. Uh, so we no, uh, have did we have did that. that arrive? Which one? PSB eleven? Oh, we've had that. We kept that secret. Uh, it's a dual dual suite frequency ITC research device, according to the manufacturer. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, you kept that secret when I was over there. And it has uh, actually, uh, in addition to the red red uh, uh, light flashlight with it, of course, a torch. Uh, it also comes with a temperature uh, variation uh, meter. So you zero it out, and then it measures difference in temperature with it. 
along with the dual, dual sweepers, which, you know, you can either do reverse or forward or multifunction. Anyways. I've just, uh, yeah, while you were doing, while you were telling us about that, I was just re realized that the flashing lights on my phone were actually the comments that you're making on Skype about the comments I was when I was talking before. So Isn't that imagine. amazing? Yeah, I just caught up with what you've been, with, uh, yeah, zzz, yawn. No, no, that's a, a B. That's a B. No, Busy no, 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 no. It actually, it's the emoticon for yawn followed by zzz. Busy B. Busy B. Mm. Uh, see, you're caught out there. Yeah. Busy B. Busy B. <laughs> that's what that stands for. Uh, I have but, no idea. My comp, my, my you'll, uh, I was so dull. <laughs> anyway. Uh, moving right along, uh, yeah, it, I will actually bring out the Gabala tonight, too, which is going to, because people have been, like, all over it. After I discovered it say, you. Oh, I was just going to say that, thanks to uh, you, so, but yeah, there's no you. need to uh, give you a compliment. You're w more than willing to give it to yourself, I understand. Well, I have to, looking at the comments you've been giving yeah. me so far tonight. I don't uh, know what thing you want, Dracula memes, but uh, Vampire Lady. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's not uh, me. I have no clue. Oh, no, that's not you. Uh, good try. So, anyways, uh, we have a guest coming up in the, in the uh, second half of the show, and we're going to be talking about haunted Chicago, which is, you know, there's a lot of great ghost stories out of Chicago, which is, in a, uh, of course, my hometown, because uh, yeah. Chicago has a lot of Polish people in. Uh, so that's uh, my a lot, gang, a lot of gangsters as well, so I can see. Yeah, same thing. Obvious, yeah, same I can thing. see there's an obvious similarity there. Yep. And speaking of Poland, I just noticed that they discovered a uh, Bronze Age graveyard in Poland, which is kind of cool. Well, what happened to the gold train? Have they found that yet? It's all gone very quiet. All gone very quiet. Ooh, you see? You see? Mm. That probably means that they found it. I think so. I oh, had yeah. heard it. I saw a report that they did find it. Um, but then again, you know. Well, you know, the fact it's all gone, gone... I'll tell you who have gone very, very quiet this last few weeks. In fact, since the end of September, the end of the world lot. You know, after... Um, they're all after, dead. Well, sadly, they're not. They're in all fact, been, they fact, been transfigured up to uh, wherever they're well, going. Well, we, we could always live in hope, but sadly not. In fact, uh, this past few days, uh, there's been some revisions issued... And November the 7th is now the, the next date in line for the end of the world to play out. Mm -hmm. So uh, having missed the 28th of September um, and then made a few YouTube apologies or, se or, or sort of half apologies that it wasn't that predicting the end of the world is not a precise art. Uh, November the 7th is now um, the favoured date. That's good. So have you got any plans for... November the seventh, because you don't uh, have uh, you don't have firework night over bonfire night, do you? Well, you know, remember, remember. No, you see, you don't do that over there. You sure do it. What you do? Sure. No. The powder keg explosion here, whatever the heck it yeah, was. Yeah, but you you don't all go out. Gunpowder. What is it? What's yeah, it called? Clay. What's it called? Uh, Steve. It's called the gunpowder. The gunpowder plot. Gunpowder plot. Yeah. Gunpowder plot. Yes. But you don't have that. I mean, you don't commemorate it in any way. Oh, sure we do. Really? Yeah, we blow up a couple of conservatives and call it a well, day. That's always a, well, I wish somebody come over here and blow up a few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, I mean, 
as far as I'm curious because you know I was talking about the eddy meter and the uh, the oh. S, uh, the PSB eleven. When you do these ghostology things and you talk about the tech, what kind yeah. of tech are you talking about? You just talking about plain old meters that? No, no, no. Well, I mean, you have to you have to cover uh, thermometers and you have to cover EMF meters, but it mm-hmm. goes right up to the very present day. In fact, uh, the Ghost Arc was uh, has even featured in uh, ghostology, and that's not even out yet. Wow. Uh, but, but we look at smartphones. We look at the use of smartphone devices as potential ghost tools. Uh, we look at um, the pods, the different pods. The, uh, there are now a whole range of them in different flavours. The, I think there's more pods than one of these espresso machines has now. It's coffee machines. Oh. Um, but, we, we, yeah, it's bang up to date. And that's one of the things about the Ghostology book as well, because right up until the uh, 12th hour, almost the 12th hour, I'm able to make sure that all of the uh, latest developments and research is, is covered. So I can hopefully, when it comes out next month, it will be as up to date as is humanly possible. Yeah, that's true. Why are you uh, kicking the football and having the messenger? What what's that one mean? Are you talking stop, about? Stop using emoticons. I I have no idea what that means. What's uh, a football? What does a footballer kicking a football and then tripping over the ball mean? Oh uh, dear, 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 dear. All right. So, anyways. Uh, Never buy a motor car and concentrate what you were talking Football about. Football fail, it says. What, do, what, what does that mean? Uh, I have no idea what that means. Yeah. So, anyways. Um, <laughs> so, we're, <laughs> thank God the brakes coming up. Uh, <laughs> just get over it. That's a good idea. So, anyways, Steve. I mean, so you did. I mean, how could you? Uh, you talked about the ghost arc in your, your book, yeah. but how could you even comment on it without and having on the book, little hints? Not, not in the book, in, on the course uh, it was mentioned because it, it's, go- well it does exist uh, although you can't actually get your hands on it because of the back orders and because the manufacturer is being tardy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's only dealing with the, the specifications because uh, clearly yeah, I, I don't have my hands on one so it would be unfair and unwise and stupid of me to, to comment any further than to discuss only what we know about it um, in a non-critical sort of way, just to just to make people aware that it's there and it's coming and what it claims to do. And uh, then we discussed, you know, the potential uses of some of the tech rather than, you know, it's not out to criticise the tech, but how can the tech be used? What, what advantages does it convey? Mm-hmm. Or disadvantages? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, so all these EMF meters that are out there, uh, how are they portrayed in uh, ghostology? Well, that's that. Well, they're they're portrayed accurately, I hope. And uh, people, as part of one of the the group discussions, is we talk about uh, what, where are the potential uses, where are the potential pitfalls from using them, are there any advantages to to their use, are there any disadvantages, and and how would you go about using them um, you know people people get to discuss that and put their own points of view and opinions mm-hmm. it's not it's not me telling you this is how it is that would be wrong too because everybody has to find their own way and ghostology is not about well, the tunes are on so we have to take a break you listen to ghost chronicles the international division with uh, Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick and we'll be right back at the phone messages right here on Tojanet Pararex and Planet Paranormal 
Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Part of the show, and uh, still being bombarded by emoticons. What's that one mean? Anyway, uh, welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles Internationale for our Italian listeners. And uh, before the break, we were discussing ghostology and uh, just touching on on ghost tech, which which of course seems to be making a bit of a comeback at the moment. We've got a whole raft of new devices, there's new, there's new pods coming out at the moment, and uh, we have uh, Ron's new toy, the Just Call Me Eddie meter, uh, and its UK equivalent, the MF1, which combines a geophone, a temperature uh, sensing alarm device and uh, basically a MF meter. Mm. Uh, in a range of uh, rubber covers. 
Does the American yes. one have? Does the American one have the rubber cover? It's got the overcoat. Yep. Yeah, so you can choose the color. Oh no, no. I was oh, just which standard, standard oh, no, we've gray. Got, oh no, you got four colors: no. black, gray, green, and blue. No, no, we 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 don't mess around. We, this is all serious stuff. So we we just give okay. a a serious gray. None of those funny colors. Oh, okay. Anyway, so evidently they're having a difficult time right now reaching our guests, which, you know, she is blonde, so that's all I can say. Um, but moving right along. So have yeah. you ever worked with the, uh, the S, uh, PSB-11? Or as I, predecessor, the, the PSB-7? I, I have the SB-7. You do. Um, I do have an SB seven um, because uh, it's it's yeah. unfortunately because in order to be able to to have an opinion on something, I have to actually go out and get one. Um, oh really? Oh yeah. I just I've got, I've got nearly as many gadgets as you. Oh, um, I you know I I was ne- really... nearly nearly as many um, uh, as you because it, you cannot have an opinion on something about which you you don't uh, know. I'm starting to steal my lines now. Okay. Well, otherwise you're just going to be an armchair critic, aren't you? And you know, I, I never want to have, be labelled as an armchair critic. And uh, so, in order to be able to uh, discuss something, in order to be able to understand how it's working, and uh, having it, you know, have un- some understanding of how it's used in in the context of ghost investigation. Not only do I own them, but each item of equipment is not only examined sort of within a controlled environment uh, of the home, but it's also taken out on location and used in the ghost investigation role for which it was intended. Yeah, I understand that totally. Anyways, I'm still attempting to try to get a guest here, so uh, deal with that. Try try virus psychic. That's what I'm working on. Um, So I was thinking about sending a pathetic message out. Go on, then. Anyways. Um, Ten seconds of dead air while you send a psychic message into the uh, ether. Well, you know, I may get some great guests mm-hmm. calling in by then. But uh, when you came over here, you brought yeah. with you the flare piece of equipment. And I did. We did a whole show on that. and you. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, but you the, yawned the, all the way through that as well. No, actually, I fell asleep. Uh, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Uh, the thing is, is... The, the phones have more than just what makes a, a, cell phone, a cell phone, especially, I guess, the iPhone, uh, a good piece of ghost hunting equipment. Is well, it not, it's not designed for ghost hunting. No, the, the thing, the, well, is any computer, is any piece of equi- equipment. Well, yes, they are. The SBB11711 is designed for ghost hunting. I think if you look at what it actually is, you'll think you find it's just a radio that's been modified. So it's, could you say so it's, it's been designed mo- for ghost hunting? Or modified for ghost hunting might be more accurate. No, no, it's completely designed. Its own case, oh. its own own circuitry, its own built up for it. So whatever. Oh, oh fair enough. Well, there is very few. Well, I, I will I will change what I said and say there is very few items of equipment. The mobile phone, of course, certainly was not invented for ghost hunting equipment. However, there are twelve thousand plus apps available for the ghost hunter. Some of them, you know, the ghost radar, the ghost hunter M. To various other ones, uh, but the fact remains is to get the the, the phone and the tablets, um, be they Android or Apple, uh, are immensely powerful computers, and they can be linked to a range of sensors that are external, or indeed can use the internal sensors. For example, most of the smartphones and tablets nowadays have very sensitive motion 
accelerometers and gyroscopes that are many, many times more sensitive um, than the geophone. Uh, they're also calibratable. They're also built to a higher degree of, of tolerance and sensitivity. Now, the apps, that, uh, there are apps available, but they're not marked as ghost hunter apps that, that exploit that. In fact, one of the prime users of the iPhone accelerometers has been in uh, uh, the United States geological survey who have used them in place of uh, seismometers which are traditionally very expensive devices because the smartphone has a very sensitive accelerometer uh, a geophone and it also has the ability to transmit its own data rather than rely on an external data network um, for example they, they have excellent cameras they have excellent audio recording facilities the microphones are for, for telephone use but you can buy a Zoom, make additional microphones, as do others. And it's perfectly possible for an iPhone, for example, to match the quality uh, of audio recorded by a Zoom H4. Mm -hmm. um, the only limits being applied are to the internal memory of the, of the Apple phone. But if you have an Android, you can add extra memory in the form of memory cards. So they can more than hold their own against so for example um, for a small portable audio recorder that's very high quality for a video recorder now for a thermal imaging camera that can also in addition to take thermal images that can be used with the FLIR software to produce thermographs you can also shoot video uh, thermal video uh, all in one device now that, that, if nothing else that just saves a great deal of weight and I know ghost hunters love that flight cases but if you can get that down to uh, a smaller flight case as possible then you're more likely to take equipment with you and a lot of the sensors in the iPacket in the in the different smart packages uh, are built to a very high standard the, uh, the as I said the aforementioned accelerometers and gyroscopes come from missile technology and, and uh, unmanned aerial vehicle technology uh, um, they are calibratable that they are built to a very high specification and if used with the right sensor package and the right data handling software package you can get a great deal of information from them uh, uh, in a very small portable format mm -hmm. but the most important item uh, the most important component of any smart device is the dumb operator usually and like any piece of equipment be it a K-Tim meter uh, be it a smartphone, be it a thermal imaging camera, it ultimately relies on it being operated correctly and the information it's presenting being interpreted and, and recorded correctly and to a good standard. Which is true. I think that is the key because uh, we have talked about this many times about, you know, I know what I saw and I know what I heard. And sometimes we really don't. And, and, and even if we do, we don't, uh, we don't, so what's the word? We don't uh, document we don't acknowledge it. Acknowledge that fact. Right. Well, I mean, for example, um, borrowing a little bit from ghostology, the only reason that, we, that any of us know what the color red is is because we're taught that that particular, that, that red is red. But the, what, what you see and what I see and what you, what you describe as red and what I I describe as red um, will will in all certainty um, in all, all probability be different because your eyes and your your uh, as a senses and your brain will process information slightly differently than mine. Uh, but it's interesting that that colours and shapes we all know what exactly 
exactly what they are, but in actual fact, that's a product of learning. So your red is red, my red is red, but your red is different than my red. And we both only call it red because we were taught to call it red. That's a good point, actually. And, uh, well, it looks like we, we won't be getting that guess because it just keeps going to voicemail. Uh, so it is what it is. So, anyways, uh, let's move on. If anybody has a, a question for us, you can uh, certainly uh, ask it in the Pararex or the uh, Tojanet chat room, and we'd be happy to uh, answer it on the air. Uh, you can give us a call at 97, no, 877, what is it? 877. 555-6328. No, that's not it. Uh, 877-864-4869. There it is. 877-864-4869. I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, that yeah. would be uh, be good. So anyway, uh, we're doing the the uh, the, the uh, paranormal study, and we looked at different equipment. And during uh, Spirit Quest, in fact, we had a young lady by the name of uh, Christy who came up, uh, who I, I, I have uh, dubbed her the dollar store ghost hunter because she comes up with her own. Uh, equipment, uh, some yeah. of it, you know, interesting it, it, to say the least. Um, but do we discourage people from attempting to uh, design and build their own equipment? Absolutely not. I mean, one of the one of the, the, the great advantages that the amateur has always had over, for example, the, the constrained professional, the constrained scientist, is that ability to free think. N nobody's made a <laughs> Nobody's ever made a great discovery by following convention. You know, all of the great discoveries, the helicopter, the motor car, uh, the great science discoveries in astronomy and, and physics, and this, you know, have all have all been made, or predominantly all been made, by, by amateurs. Uh, I thought they all came from aliens. Uh, well, if Thomas Alva Edison was an alien, as many might consider oh, him, or Nikola Tesla, and, Nikola, and Tesla, of course, many many have blamed Tesla for being all sorts of things, a mystic, an alien, a product of a super race. But what Tesla uh, uh, was, was a, a, a lateral thinker, a creative thinker. And creative thinkers don't always get it right, but they should always be encouraged. Um, sometimes they need guidance. And I remember having a long conversation with Christy uh, after her talk. And Christy was a, a part of her talk she actually said she has no formal qualifications in the line of uh, electromagnetics or anything mm -hmm. and so we had a, a very interesting very long chat afterwards where uh, um, I was able to offer some 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 guidance some point push her in a, in a direction in which you know she was looking to go um, because I could spot with the training I had the the, the, the pitfalls in, in her own thinking, but without in any way, in fact, actively encouraging her to think lateral, laterally, um, because that's where the, the discoveries are going to come from. You know, the person who finally finds out what a ghost is, the person who finally makes that great discovery, will not be a parapsychologist. Uh, it won't be someone with constrained thinking who learned their skills in a school or a university. It will be some other. It will be some free-thinking amateur. Um, but at the moment, I rather suspect that many of the free-thinking amateurs are 
not thinking or not being given the opportunities to develop their skills because what's happening is uh, we're being swamped by a mass of gadgets, which are essentially the same thing being remarketed over and over. I mean, in the last 10 years, how many EMF meters have we seen? Mm-hmm. Uh, all promising to be the latest, greatest, newest, and yet they're all doing exactly the same thing. Take the ED1 and the MF1. Yes, they have EMF meters on, but there is no indication at, at all anywhere on the device what those the lights actually represent. Uh, um, you can't, you know, what does one light mean? What does two light? There is no scientific value. There is no understanding of uh, of what the readings represent. Present. So it's actually a backward step over what was available in the K2. At least they put a rudimentary scale on their device. Likewise, the temperature alarm uh, goes off if the temperature changes, to quote, the, to quote the, the, the video, if the temperature changes um, dramatically over a short period of time. Well, what do they call dramatically? Is it one degree over one minute? Is it 10 degrees over one minute? And there is no indication of this, and it's also not in Interestingly, it's also not produced in the specification sheets as well. It's a, it's a, it's a retrograde step. Um, equipment that was being used ten years ago is, uh, like even like the cell sensor and the the doctor goes, is is actually technically better in providing more useful information. At least you could quantify the value of the electromagnetic field. Yeah, now, you know, I, I mean, how many EMF meters have we seen? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, the thing, one thing that always bothered me is, is the lack of uh, literature with any of the materials you bought. For instance, just that, uh, that wonderful uh, Ghost Meter Pro that I gave you. I mean, you saw the yeah. paperwork with it. It was, you know. Yeah. And even, now, here's the Spirit Box, the SB11 uh, or whatever the heck it is, PSB11. And it has uh, basically, uh, looks like a six-page book here. I mean... You know, it's got the nice picture on the cover. Uh, then it just gives you safety instructions, which then it goes you a diagram of all the buttons on it and lists those things. Uh, tells you how to put the battery in. Woohoo! And then uh, whatever. And and then basically, it just tells you how, uh, like how to turn on the flashlight, how to mute it. Uh, what the audio things were. In other words, it doesn't give you a hell of a lot of information. It doesn't even tell you how to use the box. It has no instruction on whatsoever how to properly use the box. Well, uh, I I can't say I'm surprised about that because that, that applies to many of the pieces of equipment. The reason being, of course, is because it then leaves it... If they constrained the purchaser by producing a, a detailed set of instructions... Um, then I think the device wouldn't be as successful because it doesn't allow the, I was going to say, it doesn't allow the lunatics to develop their own techniques. Uh, it has no technical said, data at all. has absolutely no technical. In fact, in Ghostology in the book, I actually write a, an entire uh, half a chapter based on the fact that these full-spectrum cameras present no information, no technical information uh, uh, about the about the camera at all, apart from some very veiled uh, imagery that they that they uh, have, have obtained, and sometimes, if you're lucky, uh, a still picture um, of the original donor camera that they've hacked apart to turn it into a, what they claim is full spectrum, uh, and that's commonly the case. And the reason for that, I think, lies with the market. The, 
the market doesn't want detailed instructions because the market is a mixed up crazy world where people get their own instructions from from social media from watching television programs you know if you take the k2 meter and you you then and go to uh, a dozen different groups. Um, you see it being used in, in several different ways. There is some commonality because they'll have seen it on the television, and there are so few controls that you can only really use it in one or two ways, but you will see it being used in a number of ways because each group take the piece of equipment and they do with it as they as they want and as they wish, and then they claim great results, which, of course, you know, positive results are great for sales. So the manufacturers would, would be damaging their own sales if they were to put detailed instructions. The, uh, the other thing I want to ask you, I know we're getting towards the end of the show, is oh. I've run across this Huff Paranormal. Uh, are you familiar with yeah, him? Yeah, I am. And, and his uh, he's come up with a, several ITC devices, and there was a... I, I don't have the link, unfortunately. I'll try and dig it out after the show, but there was an excellent critique of his devices, and they appeared only this week on... Um, somebody had done a review of it. One of the academic journals had done a review of it, which... They actually reviewed it? Copied on. And well, it had been copied onto Facebook, so it's there somewhere for me to find the link. Um, but it was basically saying it's a flim-flam machine, and that Mr. Huff, who, of course, has gained notoriety for... Uh, should we say, less than save... Um, use of his of his uh, talents, um, and it's caused a lot of controversy recently. Uh, not well, least, is he is, that... is he not reputable? Is that what you're saying? I'm not saying he's not reputable. He's upset a great deal, a great many people, but there have been a uh, there, he has a very uh, great number of supporters of his of of his techniques and his devices. Mm-hmm. I. He also has, it has to be said in balance, he has a number of critics. And his critics, um, it somewhat inevitably, are going to find fault with, with his devices. And I find that my, you know, having reviewed the devices and had uh, hands-on with, with the earlier, the, the first one he came out with, the SDC1, I think it was called. Um, I'm, I'm with the critics on this one. What you're dealing with is uh, a fairly standard piece of it. Of technology is being, uh, it's, it has a reputation for that, that is ill deserved. Yeah, I mean, I saw a little piece, I believe it was from him, in regards to this computer program that uh, you can do EVP, but you get complete sentences out of it. Uh, well, if you go back all the way back to the uh, 1980s, Meek, George Meek, and Bill Bill O'Neill was Furicon. Um, there's some there's some video footage of them on YouTube of having a, a I think it's close to an hour long conversation, and it's a very very interactive conversation using Furicon. So, you know, Huff's claim at least not that new, is it? Because people have been talking spirits interacting with them electronically for for at least 50 years or climbing but what's interesting about the meek puff uh, the meek o'neill spiritcom video is that they they you know they're more than prepared to to have had the, to have presented their evidence and said look this is what we're doing this is how it's sounding uh, um you know, so that was 20 30 years ago so i don't see that that mr huff is doing anything that unusual uh, no, or, not or unusual, that, but he's, he must be doing it the right way. He's putting it, he's putting it uh, out there for, for peer uh, review. Uh, he's, you know, presenting it, it the yeah. results. Uh, in, in, well, 
you have to send me one because I don't have one um, I don't, it wouldn't be fair of me to comment except to say that the reviews I've read my instinct is to side with the, 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 the more critical reviews mm. but if he wants to put, if he wants to pop one in the post with a set of instructions um, I'd be more than willing to, to give a fair trial and to report back because as you know when I'm faced with a piece of electronic equipment seemingly doing something unusual or intriguing. I, I don't shy away from saying I am intrigued and I'm interested uh, by what it's doing. Right. So, I mean, do you think it's worth having this Mr. Huff on the show to see if he uh, can clear up some of this uh, controversy for us? Well, it would be, it would be uh, yes, but I would like to actually get hands-on with one of the pieces of equipment because otherwise it's going to turn it, you know, attention it just turns into an advertising campaign because whatever he says there is no way we can counter um with uh, or fairly criticizing comment because the the we don't have access to the equipment so we're reliant entirely upon um various uh, testimonials and and the state by 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 the builder, uh, it's going to be. It, 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 I don't think we could do a representative. Of, uh, you know, I don't think we could. Well, do I mean, there it. are sometimes we can we can definitely discuss things. I mean, for instance, if we have uh, the gentleman from Boston with the poltergeist capturing machine, I mean, it's certainly oh, no, clear yeah, that he's got to get it. He can't send that machine to you across to the pond. He's certainly not going to no. give you one because no. they cost a great deal of money for this thing. So, I mean, sometimes we have to deal with with just. I don't the, think he's going to speak to us after last week's show with Marla, or the week before last with Marla. Not if he plays it back. What's that? I think uh, Robert Bass. I, don't think he'd ever appear on our show after we, uh, we discussed Well, I mean, I, unlike openly. certain people, I have a, a good reputation where people are, are more than willing to speak to me. Um, you have to do that one solo then, because I don't think he'll speak to myself or Milder after what we said. I kind of disagree. Yeah. Well, just, just, you know, I call a cuckoo a cuckoo. Um, but, yeah, I, I think what we're dealing with is two separate things. I mean, the, 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 the big poltergeist trap is clearly... You know, we it's impractical uh, to to ship one, although it's very practical for you to pop up to see it, seeing as it's only in Boston, and I know how much you love driving up to Boston. I could uh, probably even get it for SpurQuest next year. We could catch a demon in it or something. Well, there you go. Um, but I think in the case of the SDC one and the new device by Mr. Huff, I don't think it beyond the bounds of reason. Um, in exchange for a fair, honest interview that he sends one over, so either you or me or, or both, mm-hmm. uh, and we review it for a, for a period of months. We take it out on trial, onto investigations. We give it a fair crack of the whip, and uh, we, we invite him on and we discuss our opinions and, and, and uh, talk, to, talk to the, the designer. Yeah, I believe that's that sounds fair and reasonable. Which it means was. people from the so Yeah, sure. Uh, so, anyways, you did you mention the uh, PSB seven that you have? Have you ever used that in the field? Yeah. And and, uh, and uh, any I results? Have. I have. And, any results? Uh, uh, no, no, no results no. are compared to the use of the hack shack at Fort Constitution. Ah. Okay, so you still uh, 
I believe you have a hack check over there that didn't. Uh, I do have a hack check there. as well. Uh, that yeah. Travis hack check over here. As well. Did that make its uh, way uh, to uh, Whitney Courtney Castle? Uh, that hasn't uh, that hasn't been out actually. The hack check. Uh, really? The opportunity hasn't, hasn't had any yet. field work. It hasn't had any field work. The reason being is that that particular uh, model doesn't need to go out because um, Anne uh, also has a hack jack, which I wasn't aware of. Um, and so she is currently using hers for some EVP experiments. So they, this other one is reserved for her EVP experiments as well. Oh, so I see, be, I see. Okay. It, is, it is awaiting its time. Um, uh-huh. But Anne's had some problems sort of uh, dealing with the, the mundane world of academia. Yeah. Yeah, that could get so in the way. It should have been used by now. Yeah, well, it's it's not the it's not the actual PhD. It's the uh, the mechanics of the university's um, what do they call it? Procedures and administration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I mean, down. So it should have been used by now, but regrettably, we haven't got round to. Uh, well, it is yet. what it is, anyways. So, well, it's time hey, to hey, wrap hey. it up. Uh, I will be at the hey. uh, Circles of Wisdom. Uh, course, and uh, it's a shame because I... I was hoping you were going to tell me all about pulpit rock. Oh well. Anyways, uh, as they say in uh, the business tunes, so we've got to wrap it up. You've been listening to Ghost Chronicles, the international edition edition with the most honorable Steve Parson, right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Radio Krakow. And wherever else it is played. So, good night. God bless everyone. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law. In today's